Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thank you for joining me today. I'm here in my office with my Bible open to Romans chapter 12, where it says in verse 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I recently heard someone say that the renewed mind is the beginning of transformation. And as I thought about that, I've come to realize just how true that is. Because if I'm ever going to experience transformation on a personal level, or on any level, if I'm ever going to see transformation take place in my city, it's going to require the renewing of my mind. Look at what this verse says. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is a huge challenge because so much of what we think and what we do is a response to what we take in through our natural senses of sight, hearing, touch. We process what we take in through our senses and then form thoughts and opinions based on what we see, what we feel, what we've experienced in the past. Though this may or may not result in us being conformed to the image of this world, it will undoubtedly result in what this verse describes as being conformed to the pattern of this world. This pattern is the cycle of thinking and acting in response to what we see in the natural. The renewed mind sees differently. There is a different sense that we use, and that is faith. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, For we live by faith, not by sight. For a believer, faith becomes the sense by which we see what is unseen. That doesn't mean that faith sees the invisible, but rather it sees God's desires, it sees God's will in people, in circumstances, in places where it is not yet being carried out. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Again, there's this contrast between faith and sight. Faith is about reorienting our minds to think and act based on God's word rather than in response to what we see. It's this that creates a pathway for God to move and transform. I now realize why the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God, because it's only through faith that I become connected to truth and therefore connected to God's will. It's the transformation that comes through the renewing of our minds that enables us to discern God's will, to declare God's will, and through faith to truly see what God is doing and to hear His voice speaking into our lives and the specific situations we're facing. Biblical faith is not imagining an alternate reality based on our desires, even if those desires are well-meaning. This whole speaking your truth into the universe is really a counterfeit of biblical faith. Faith is seeing what God sees and declaring what God has spoken. You see, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. What has God spoken? What has he declared? 
The Bible is not just an instruction manual. It is the very Word of God. It is where God has communicated and declared His will and desires for our lives and for our world. Faith, and therefore the renewed mind, must be grounded in truth. Then, Romans 12 says, we will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. In the parable of the seed and the sower, Jesus said that the seed that is sown is the Word of God. It's the different conditions of the soil that then determine how great a crop, or if any crop, that Word will produce from that soil. God desires His Word to produce a crop 30, 60, 100-fold, but there are obstacles and barriers to seeing this harvest take place. There's shallow soil, which is what exists when our eyes fixate on the inferior, on what we see, whether it be trials we face or whether it be pleasures we desire. There is also a spiritual battle for our mind, and the enemy wants to snatch away the word given to us so that we continue to function as blind men in a world in which God has provided illumination. So James tells us to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, and that he will flee from us. After telling the parable of the seed and the sower, Jesus tells them, Whoever has ears, let them hear. Then he says to them, Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Once you make this connection between faith and sight, as well as faith and the word, then you start to see it everywhere in the scriptures. Gideon was a man like us who needed his mind renewed. In Judges chapter 6, an angel appeared to Gideon and declared to him, God is with you, O mighty warrior. At that moment, there was nothing mighty warrior-esque about Gideon. And Gideon felt it necessary to point that out to the angel. He tells the angel basically, look around. My people are totally defeated and destitute. I am the least qualified person in my family, let alone the nation of Israel, to lead an army. But God had spoken, and with his word always comes the power to fulfill that which he has spoken. But what happens is that when God speaks, it then comes into direct conflict with our own thoughts, attitudes, preconceptions, and that which we see with our physical eyes. We're then confronted with a choice. Will we choose to be conformed to the pattern of this world, or will we believe and choose faith in what God has spoken? Now, I love India. I've been to India about a dozen times. And one of the things I love about India is how it overwhelms the senses, the sights, the smells, the colors, the food, the people. It's a sensory overload. I know very few people who don't get a bit overwhelmed the first time they go there. Pastors and leaders who serve there can easily become discouraged by the overwhelming needs all around them. Like Gideon, it's the most natural thing in the world to look around and think, I'm just a poor pastor of a small church in a small village in a huge country of 1.3 billion people. So many are lost. Persecution is constant. The needs spiritually, physically, economically are so vast. 
What kind of impact can I possibly have here? But what has God spoken? He has said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and disciple nations. He has said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and to the uttermost parts of the world. He has said, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. He has said, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. The transformed mind is the mind that is fixed on what God has said, not on what we're seeing. We need to change how we see. After Jesus fed 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish, and then 4,000 with seven loaves of bread and just a few fish, the disciples again found themselves in a situation where they had only one loaf of bread between them. In Mark chapter 8, verse 17, Jesus says to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have no bread? Jesus was basically saying, Why does your reasoning begin with what you don't have rather than what I've already spoken? This was a stronghold in their way of thinking that needed to be torn down. Now, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a mindset filled with hopelessness that sees as unchangeable something that is contrary to God's revealed will. Jesus would then go on to say to them, Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see, and ears but do not hear? There it is again, that connection between faith and seeing. Jesus then recounts the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000 so that his disciples can see with a renewed mind. Jesus had spoken, You feed the multitude. And with that word came the power to fulfill that which he had spoken. We need to learn how to see by faith and not by sight. Prayer, praise, and worship are all activities that connect faith to God's word. They are like new glasses that enable us to see what the Father is doing and discern his good and perfect will. Faith comes by hearing, hearing from the word of God. Some of us need to change our relationship with the Word of God. The Bible is not just an instruction manual filled with knowledge and theology. It's the living Word. It's living and active, able to separate flesh from spirit and expose the thoughts and attitudes of our heart. It's God's Word spoken that speaks to me and to you. It's the Word that speaks to our every trial, to our every challenge. It's the declaration of God's will to every nation and God's love letter to every person. What has God spoken to you that reveals his will for your life, his desires for your marriage, for your neighbors? I love 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, where it says, Rejoice always, Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus.
I love this verse because it's such a clear declaration of God's will. I mean, it says right there in the verse, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So now we make a choice. We have to choose if we will believe and obey what we've heard God speak to us from his word. So today, let's make that choice to not be conformed to the pattern of this world any longer, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen.